If, if, I was, if we were just sitting one-on-one, if we went out for a coffee and maybe you don't know me well enough and that would be really creepy, but, but if, if you did know me well enough and we were sitting and we just went out for a coffee and we were just, just catching up and hanging out and I, if I asked you the question, how are you feeling? Like, like really, you know, you know that when somebody won't let that typical answer like, oh yeah, I'm good, but like actually pushes you to like really how are you feeling, what would you answer? What we're, what we're hearing like, like so much from people within the church is that people are feeling tired. Like even after January, even after some holidays, they're, they're feeling weary or empty. There's a phrase that we've been hear, hearing from, from leaders, especially within the church, and that is that they feel like they've got nothing left to give. Like they're exhausted. Obviously, coming out of 2020, it's a residual effect of living you know, the, the lives that we all lived in 2020. But so many people are feeling like, if I was to ask you, and you don't need to put your hands up for this, but if I was to ask you who's feeling like that, like you're feeling empty or feeling weary, or there's nothing left to give, you know, in, in, in your mind, like, would you raise your hand? Now, I'm going to ask you another question, and you can raise your hand for this one if, if you believe in it, if you want to. Um, if I was to ask you, do you believe in a God of miracles? Who would raise their hand? Thank you. Some, some people might be like, oh, I just didn't want to raise my hand. <laughs> Other people might be like, I don't know, and that's okay. But there's a tension, isn't there? If I'm feeling weary and tired, but there is a God of miracles, today we're going to dive into Scripture and look at what God did last year, that even in a year that was so exhausting and so tiring and, and has left people feeling empty, there was still a God of miracles that was working in and through it. And today, the challenge is if you're feeling tired and exhausted, I want you to hear that God is speaking something for you today, both to look at last year, but also to look ahead. Before we dive in, let's, let's um, open in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray today as we share what you did through your church in 2020, that you would also start to reveal to us as individuals what you did for us as your sons and daughters and what that means for the year ahead. Would you reveal to us how you are present in the past, the present, and the future? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, if you missed my disclaimer last week, I got quite sick at the end of last year, um, just around Christmas time and going into some holidays. But I've, I've come out of that with asthma, and so I'm coughing, but it's, unless you want to catch my asthma. Um, but yeah, so it's totally harmless. I'll wear a mask if you want me to. Uh, if you want to have a conversation after the service, let me know. But um, if I cough, it's... I'm, I'm clean. I'm okay. It's all good. <laughs> Last year, I want to take you on a little bit of a journey. So 12 months ago, we pitched the vision for York Street. Who are we? Where are we going? What, what are we going to do? Uh, I started, there was some, we'll show this photo that, that we showed last year of, of the church, and, and that's the church, like our legacy, who, where we've come from. That is the York Street Church of Christ at the Eureka Stockade Park, um, you know, doing the, the photo where you are not allowed to, oh, you were allowed to smile there a little bit, but not a big one, like don't show, don't show teeth. Um, you, know, and, and, you know, the old photos and our history and our legacy and where we've come from. 
And we, we talked about, well, who are we as a church? Because the, the leaders and eldership went away and we said, well, well, as a church, our mission, the reason that York Street exists is, is that our purpose is to lead people to Jesus and disciple them so that they are equipped to do the same. Because the, the evidence of true disciples is that disciples make disciples. That's why we exist That's the legacy that we've been built upon. And when the church has done that, it has grown. When it's done that, it's stepped out of faith, it has built. And we're incredibly blessed by that. What we see, though, as a church, the vision is that, well, we're a family. We're a family. We strive to be a large church that values family and reaches communities beyond its own. And then we talked about what we're going to, like the, the, the way that we do this, the, the pillars, the foundations that lift up our mission and vision of the church. And I've got to say, I was, and we're not going to go through all of these because the, the vision series is a couple of weeks away. We'll go through it then. But the one I want to point out is when we look back at 2020, the one message that was we're not satisfied with the ordinary, that our core value, you know, we think and act outside of the box. We're not satisfied with the way things are because, because God is ever-changing and our world is ever-changing and our God meets the world where it's at. So we want to try new things. And I want to say that I had thoughts last year of what that would look like in 2020. I never in a million years pictured preaching that message to an empty building. This was the first week of lockdown. God's got a sense of humor, I'm sure. There was... At that point, we, we just about graduated from an iPhone that was set up on a tripod about here. <laughs> so picture this, you're up there, you're know, trying to be all passionate, staring at a phone, like down here, and, and there was like spaghetti, cables everywhere as the, the tech crew had pieced together something to make it work. I still don't know how they do it. Someone's pedaling back there on a bike to make it all happen. And, and all these cables that went to here, there's a couple of desks that have just been put together with laptops and screens and... James McKee, who not only then was doing stuff, but has been working all year behind the scenes. We wouldn't have the streams and the feeds and the online content and the stuff on social media and the stuff on the webpage if it wasn't for the likes of, of Caleb and James McKee that has been working tirelessly. We employed Sam, who's sitting there in the foyer doing a sound mix. Hey, Sam. How you doing, mate? Um, <laughs> we employed Sam to help out early on. We weren't satisfied with the ordinary. Actually, the ordinary wasn't too bad. But thinking outside the box, God had a plan for us. And while it wasn't what we thought, God had something in store for us that was going to be bigger and greater than anything we could imagine. The part that I've got to say I was really fearful about was the next step. Because then on Vision Sunday last year, we shared what we were going to do. We're going to do stuff. We're going to go and make stuff. And then COVID hit and we could only do home. We could only make home. You know, and, it's, oh. and, and, and if I'm really honest with you, there was, there was these moments last year when a little bit of routine started to, to happen in the midst of the, the, the consistent changes where I was really afraid to look at this list that I'm about to share with you. Because this list was the doing things that we'd set out to do. And much like the Vision Sunday message, the thinking outside the box, I had ideas and perceptions of what that was going to look like. COVID hit. What if we got it wrong? 
What if the, the things that we're going to do were just our desires and not God's desires? What does that mean for the leadership? What does that mean for me as a pastor? What does that mean for our eldership? So I want to say that our God is a God of miracles. Because when I looked at this list, it only took about 20 minutes for God to go, I am a God of miracles. Look what I did. Despite your understanding or your ideas. You see, Proverbs chapter 3 says this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, which is what I I think we all do, don't we? We like to control, we like to know, we like to have things that we understand. But in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. This is a direct cut and paste, unedited, other than the background, copy of what we did, what we said we're going to do in 2020, the 2020 initiatives. It starts with Alpha. Alpha is an incredible ministry where you get together with other people and you have food and you have community and then you watch a video and then you discuss that face to face. It's amazing, powerful ministry. I just got told um, after our last service from somebody that they got a phone call from someone and said, can we come to your house? Because it was at an Alpha course 40 years ago that I proposed to my wife during an Alpha course. It's like, cool. Wow, so also, if you are single, Alpha is a great way to reach you. <laughs> but I mean, like, how, how on earth do you do community and Alpha when you can't meet face-to-face? Like, how do you do that? All of a sudden, Alpha becomes an online event, an online course, and what we see is people feel safe to connect because they, they're not feeling like they're going to be judged. Or, or they may be a bit afraid to be with other people, but they're, they're okay to test it from a distance online. And all of a sudden, we see better numbers last year at Alpha than we have for years before. We see people engage and go deeper in their journey in a COVID year with who Jesus is and look to him for answers. We, we were going to start prayer meetings last year, and we did in, on a Thursday afternoon. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> of course, we can't meet face-to-face, so what do you do with prayer meetings? Well, all of a sudden, there's a web page that has this little button that says prayer, prayer requests. And what we saw is people asking for prayer almost on a daily basis. Those prayer requests would then go out to our prayer network and people would pray on the spot. I know as a staff, we prayed every day of the week. We used to pray at nine in the morning, then we moved that to one o'clock because of homeschooling. And at one o'clock every day, we would meet face to face or screen to screen, and we would pray for the church. We saw people on their knees praying. We saw small groups praying. We saw people praying for one another in a huge, powerful way. It was different to the prayer meeting that we pictured, but God is a God of miracles. The kindergarten partnership. How on earth would you strengthen a partnership with the kindergarten when the kindergarten doesn't, isn't running? But because of relationship, because of support, because of the, the common denominator that was COVID, we started to build the relationship stronger and stronger with the staff at the kindergarten. The doors consistently open. We wander back and forth. We have conversations. We journey with one another. We support one another. We laugh. I remember there was one morning when I was in the office and got a knock on the door and one of the staff said, oh, how's your dad? I'm like, it's okay. How do you know about my dad? Has my dad had an accident last year? Like, how, would you, how on earth would you know about my dad? It's like, oh, I was watching church online. 
This is somebody that hadn't been to church for a while. And then the staff are attending church and going stronger. And this year, in 2021, enrollment's up so much that they've gone from three days to full time. Incredible, incredible what God has been doing in and through the lives of those incredible staff and individuals in the kindergarten. Our staff and interns, last year we employed young Millie, Amelia, a youth pastor in her early 20s to take on the youth ministry. We employed her in February. In March, we went into lockdown, so she had a whole month to learn everything that is youth ministry. <laughs> Good job. An incredible job. And she's just been able to, to bring online youth and support and phone calls and support the youth team all of last year in COVID. Done an exceptional job. We employed Sam, as I said, who's out in the foyer doing the, the online sound mix. I'm sure it sounds good, Sam. Is that all good, mate? Yep, thumbs up. It's great. And, and, and we saw our staff do an incredible job carrying the weight of the teams and the church and the ministry. Then we, employed, we had interns started last year, and it was a big intern program that we've done before. Previously, we'd have like one intern at a time. Last year, we had three. Wow. And they signed up for this incredible year of being face-to-face with the ministry team and seeing how ministries run. And then COVID hits and no one knows how anything runs. It's like, ah. But all of a sudden, the God of miracles starts creating spaces for them to to serve and grow. And we see the foyer show, the pre-service connection, the the laughter and community that people were, were missing not everybody, but, but, but a lot of people were missing in the church start, and they were running that. We saw them bringing the online content and some of the creative arts elements that we've seen as we've returned to church, we've seen around the building take place. A God of miracles was able to, to increase the staff and interns in an empowerful way. Our leadership and parenting courses we saw move online where people didn't have to come and find childcare and, and commit a whole evening. They were able just to put their kids to bed and then jump online and have a Q&A and a discussion with some professionals from all over the country that were tuning in for that. Kids, kids Ministry did a recording. Once again, it wasn't the big studio recording with all the kids in and the recorder. And, and it made, I mean, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know? but, but what we had is... is God provided a need. There was a need within the community, and one of the leaders of kids' ministry went and recorded a song and, and filmed themselves singing it. And, and once again, the box that you wouldn't tick as an action point in a COVID year because of a God of miracles was kicked. It was kicked. was ticked. <laughs> it's good. Men's ministry. Pete Deutscher heads up our men's breakfast and does an incredible job there. How on earth do you do men's ministry when you can't meet? What we saw was an incredible group of men that were raising up and running small groups, raising up in their home and, and leading their family and supporting their, their, their wives and raising their kids and, and are now face-to-face with their families more than I've ever been before and carrying the, the weight of leadership and loving their families like never before. We saw people like Carl Faze online. We saw these parenting courses where men were able to be strengthened and encouraged and raised up. Now, I want to say women did the same, absolutely. It's just that this is a direct copy of the goal from last year. And we had goals for men's ministry, but God did something else because he's a God of many miracles. Video streaming to the playground and cafe. I've got to say, this is the one that we actually failed at. We failed, I've got to say, because we were going to video stream to the playground, but at Easter last year, the playground flooded extensively. That much water 
through the entire playground, so extensively flooded, to the point where up to about half a metre had to be fully replaced, the chip rock and all. It took about eight months, and the next couple of weeks, the final steps of the playground are going to be replaced. So that's, that'll be coming up nine or ten months to recover. Um, because of that, we haven't been able to... We've got the TVs ready to go, but we haven't been able to stream to the playground. The thing about that is the playground was only the first step. We were going to stream to the playground so we could learn what it is to, to video stream with our iPhone <laughs> or whatever we had and, and, and learn how to do it so that one day the dream would be, imagine what it would be like for somebody who, who's a shut-in, who's, who's in a retirement village or is at home or is on holidays and, and can't make it to church because they're sick or they're not able. But imagine what it would be like. Oh, it would be so amazing to be able to, to stream church into their home. Now, God is a God of miracles. <laughs> what was going to take, what was a three or four year plan was done within about three or four days. Um, and then over the course of the year, you can see the infrastructure and the team that are doing an amazing job to bring this message into people's homes. Now, God is a God of miracles. The reverse advent calendar two years ago ordered 300 boxes, thinking maybe 400. That's a lot but we can use them next year. Uh, they then ordered more and more and more and sent out 1,500 boxes. You've got to hear this. Picture, let's just go back a few months. You could not buy toilet paper. Toilet paper's gone. Yeah? You, you, you're thinking about telephone books and stuff for a bit. You know, it's like, well, what am I going to do? It, it's, it's crisis. The, the, any long-life products on the shelf have been just gone. The shelves are bare. In a year where you could not buy things because people were hoarding for themselves, through the reverse advent calendar program, 3,000 boxes were given away at Christmas. Yeah, that's worth, absolutely, because our God is the God of miracles. On top of that, she's going to hate this. Oh, I saw her before. Yeah, thanks for everybody for pointing her out. Just this last Tuesday, Heather. Uh, firstly, was nominated before the, for the reverse advent calendar um, by the Ballarat City Council for community service, community event of the year, thank you. I was, I was champion of the world award, let's just put it out there. Um, community event of the year award for the year for an entire city and region and won that event. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Like, we're still using these weird communion cups because food handling is weird. 3,000 full boxes went out. Like, this is mind-blowing. I'm not trying to overstate it, but I'm not trying to understate it either. I want to, want to say how amazing our God is. We wanted to have some new small groups and some discipleship initiatives. Well, you know, fly through this, but seriously, we started doing... We realized people were a bit low midweek. We started an online devotion called our Midweek Devotions. On the lowest Wednesday, we had over 200 people watching. Our average is three to 400, and we peaked at sort of 500-ish some weeks. That's bigger than our, our church attendance on a Sunday. Every Wednesday, people, not just from our church, but from all over our region and our area, are able to, to be encouraged in their discipleship journey. 
we decided to, to not do light messages over COVID. We decided we just need to, to go deep into Scripture and lean on the Word. So we did the book of John, the entire book of John. Some churches took six months to do that. We took six weeks. Maybe we didn't do it in its full depth. <laughs> we'll go back and do it again, of course. But we did, as a church, read through the entire book, and because of that, we started a small group online on Facebook. It grew from 10 to 20 to 30 really quickly, and then just as quickly went to 40 to 50 to 70 to 100 people who were able to listen to what the the staff and, and team and leaders were recording as they recorded themselves reading out Scripture, and they, they would read out a passage of John and, and then ask some questions. And each and every day, for an entire month, people would listen to Scripture and reflect and, and ask questions and comment. And our, our little small group of 100 people was totally engaged in connection because our God is a God of miracles to the point where I had a conversation after our last service with somebody saying, can I have access to that material I would love to do that with a new Christian friend of mine. Not only do we start something, but it's something that we can now resource and give to others. Why? Because we're, not, we're a church family that exists for other communities to give and give and give. And then, of course, when you do a big pitch, a big sales pitch, you sort of have your big whammo moment. When you're sharing the vision, I had these big three sort of hits last year, and then we're going, yeah, yeah, and in your mind, everyone stands up and cheers. You know, when you, when you do the pitch of, of what you're going to do, and it's going to be great, and this was that, yay, go York Street moment. The first one was, we're going to have a fourth service, because our family service, this service, the 11 o'clock service, was so full. That we had, yes, we have a couple of spots here for the adults, but the kids, we had 70 kids. And we don't have space for them, so we need another space. So our kids' ministry can grow. We can pass on faith to the next generation. Over the next couple of weeks from preaching that message, that, that group grew to over 100. It happened really quickly, and we were really, really scared. We had to add a fourth service. We thought we are going to have to do it quicker than what we thought. Almost the exact time that we thought we were going to start that fourth term, that the planning for the trial service, fourth term, was the same time as restrictions eased and we were allowed to have groups of 50. And so we didn't go from three services to four. We went from three to seven services a week. We had three online services with different art, worship styles, so people can connect with God in a way that resonates with them. We had two afternoon communion services for those that that wanted a traditional way to meet face-to-face, to to sing some hymns and and share in communion, their unity. It bonds them together. And then two midweek contemporary free worship services. Seven. Our God is a God of miracles. We, We had our coffee cart that was in the foyer, which was an area in our church where people would go to disconnect from community. Do you ever notice that? There were some old pews, because old pews in the foyer equal value. <laughs> Not really. Sometimes, yeah, they're just like, don't know where to put them, so we'll put them there. Um, and, and, and people would sit on there if they didn't want to come into church. They would sit there and sort of disconnect. And what became a corner of disconnection in our church is now a corner for connection as people go and grab a tea and a coffee and start to have conversation with one another. And it has become the hub for connection within our church. 
God is a God of miracles. The building project, <coughs> excuse me, we, we decided that we we're going to build on a cafe to the church and we we're going to embark on this grand building project to fix the car park and build on a cafe and do some extensions. And of course, when COVID hit, we thought, well, to be wise, we need to settle down with our finances because we know people are losing, losing their jobs. We need to be good stewards of what God has given us. So yes, the plans are still there, but we just need to hit pause. Yet we've seen a whole cafe sort of area set up in the foyer far beyond what we thought. But the other thing that we said we're going to do, and you can still see it, I haven't edited this, I've got to be true. It was there when we pitched it, and this was the bit that everyone cheered about, was it said, let's fix the roof. You see the little writing up there? And that, that got the standing novation. It wasn't the big vision stuff, it was like fixing the leaky roof. It's like, yeah! I want to say that it was sort of the third term, third quarter. I had a, some messages going back and forwards and a couple of phone calls and, from a, a family within our church. I said, oh, look, we're, we're, um, we're members of York Street now. It's like, okay. You know, haven't seen them, of course, because you can't see anybody because we're meeting online. Hey, we, we've been attending York Street for, for months now. Okay. Um, yeah, we've, we've just been, you know, the kids go to the kids' program, the youth, you know, and we've we watch the services every Sunday, and we're, we're members of York Street. We moved our offering across to York Street because we believe that yeah, you, you connect with the body of Christ and you honour God with all you got, including your finances. So we've moved our, our offering across to the church. And they said, look, we've, we've actually um, come into some money, and so if you need anything, let us know. And it's like, okay. Yeah, I don't know what come into money means. Is that like... You buy buckets to catch the leaks, or is that like, or you, you're talking, yeah, you know, 10, 20 bucks? Like, what is coming in the money? I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, so I gotta say that, that having financial conversations with people is, is not my strength. It's something I feel honestly really uncomfortable with, but I thought, you've asked, I've gotta be honest with that. So I had a conversation with this family and said, well, you've asked, it and, and I wanna honor that and say, well, yeah, you know, we do have some needs within the church. Building was built in the 80s, and by the 90s, it started leaking. The new extension down there was built in the late sort of noughties, early, early 2010s, and by the 2011, it was leaking. Um, we built great buildings, but we're not really good with the roofs around York Street. That's the one thing <laughs> we've found. And they said, well, how much is it going to cost to fix? And like, well, we don't know. We've had various quotes over the years. But, but we'd have to do a big drive to the church to do it. Like, it's big money. I said, well, okay, here's $10,000 to get it started. A new family to the church at that point had not even stepped foot into the building on a Sunday to worship. Our God is a God of miracles. Matthew chapter 11 says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Philippians chapter 4 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all 
understanding will guard, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Isaiah chapter 40 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go weary. They will walk and not be faint. 2 Corinthians 12 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Psalm chapter 73. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength of my heart and my portion forever. Philippians chapter 4. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. In 2 Corinthians 12, moving on from chapter 9, that we just read, verse 9, we just read, For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, and persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Our God is a God of miracles. Our God is a God of miracles. As we look back at last year, in a year where there's no way we could possibly do the things that we set out to do. Our God did what he set out to do. When we aligned ourselves, not with our understanding, but God's understanding, God was faithful last year. And the God who was faithful last year will also be faithful this year. And I want to encourage us as a church to to spend some time as individuals to look back to see where was God evident in our lives last year. Because, based on his faithfulness then, what does he want to do in your life this year? What miracles will God do in your life in 2021? What, what miracles? It's incredible to see. From the reverse Advent calendar through, through to Alpha, to the ministries, to the roof of the church, all got answered in a year where we could not even meet face to face. Our God is a God of miracles. I want to encourage you and give us a challenge this morning. I invite the band up. Thanks so much, guys. Today, I want to, I want to challenge you. If last year is just so full of negatives, you, you can't find anything positive, I want you to pause and reflect and Cast away your own understanding and lean on him because God was there last year. Maybe it was just in a different way to what we pictured. And we, we need to stop and focus and see what he was doing. For some of us, what that looks like will dictate how we move into the future. We heard over communion... That when God's people, when, when a huge victory or something took place, they would make a, a rock, a fixed point, a monument. Sometimes it was an altar. Sometimes it was, it was just a rock sort of formation. And it was something that they would look at and go, remember what God did. Remember how he was faithful. Remember that he did it. He did it even in the midst of, of huge hardship and coming out of Egypt and coming out into Canaan and all the, the crazy stuff. Remember that he did it then. They didn't stay there, though, because God said, I've got, I've got plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope and a future. Yes, that's a fixed point, but I've got somewhere where you need to go. But what they could do is as they journeyed, they could remember, oh, I remember. 
there was, there was a fixed point that we can go and visit and remember what God did, and that's great. That's what we're doing today. Remember what he did? But we don't stay there. We move because God has a plan for us. He, he wants us to go somewhere. And, and we remember where we go because he was faithful then. He will be faithful again. Now, maybe there's a wrestle within you. And during this song or after the service, I want to invite you up the front for prayer. We'd love to pray with and for you. I said it multiple times, there's nothing special about the front. It's just easy to see people that want prayer up here. If you go up the back, you sort of get lost in the rush for kids and coffee. If you want to come up during this next song and get some prayer, the staff and elders and, and leaders of ministries will be up here to pray for you. If you, you don't want people to see you come up for prayer, wait for the service to be over. We're going to stay here for a little longer. You can come up and get prayer. If God was faithful then, he'll be faithful now. If he did it then, he will do it again. If he did it then, he will do it again. Because our God is a God of miracles. We're going to sing, sing a worship song now. And if, if you need some space, focus on what he did. Because he'll do it again. Our God is a God of miracles.